It is the 11 Dubcast. I'm Johnny. He's Andy. We are back to break down uh, nothing, I guess. No Michigan game. No, you know, no Harbaugh versus Ryan Day. Now this, we have nothing to talk about. It, it didn't happen. So we were sitting here. And, and by the way, Andy, we'll get into what you were doing uh, in a little bit. But uh, Kevin and I are sitting there. We're, we're trying to figure out, okay, well, is the game going to happen? I'm like, yeah, the game's going to happen. Ohio State paid, played Michigan State. Everything worked out probably going to work out in Ann Arbor and we were feeling kind of cocky so we predicted Ohio State was going to win by like 40 points basically and I was thinking damn I hope this doesn't come back and bite me in the ass and and by that I meant I hope Michigan doesn't make it a semi-decent game not I hope that the game isn't just outright canceled (laughs) and then I look like an idiot so I did look like an idiot, and we didn't publish – I mean, the Dubcast, I put a link on my Twitter. If people want to check out the Dubcast, it's, it's on there somewhere. Just keep scrolling. Um, I put the SoundCloud link, but we didn't publish on the site because literally the entire thing was about, okay, what's going to happen to the Michigan game? So, unfortunately, that didn't work out. Um, but we're sitting here, sans Michigan game. There's still things to talk about. But, Andy, I, I'm more interested in you. So, how was your weekend? What were you up to? How did it go? Uh, we had a great we had a great weekend. Uh, we we headed to the AKC National Championships dog show. We're we're kind of crazy dog show people at our house, and uh, took our six month pup out, and she just had a had had a great show. A really uh, really exciting debut for her, and it was uh, it was very weird uh, not having the game. And I saw, yeah. uh, you know, the, Gordon Geely said the sun never sets on Ohio state. And it is true. Uh, one of the security guards at the orange County convention center threw me an OH, uh, nice. on Saturday and we kibitzed about not being able to watch the game. And as I was driving back through Charlotte, the night desk manager at uh, the Hilton executive park was, uh, a, a uh, native of our fair city here. And we kibitzed about that for a good little bit. So mm. literally everywhere I went this week, ran into somebody who belonged to Buckeye nation. And that always warms the cockles of my heart. And we were unanimous that, uh, it was pretty stinky, not playing the game, but that's pretty well on par for the year and football season. That is 2020, yeah. I guess, you know, it yeah. is what it is. And I, I guess I have just run out of, uh, emotional, uh, whatever to muster about. It's kind of like, <laughs> Oh yeah, not a game. I'm shocked. Oh wait, not so shocked. You know? Yeah. I, you know. It sucks because it really is. It's a fun time, even when Michigan's terrible, and they've been terrible. I mean, that's what we were looking forward to, right? Like it was the the line was the fattest line in the history of the game. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was it it was set up to be, uh, and 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 now of course the amusing irony. I I don't know how we want to look at this. Uh, that may have been the thing that kept Jim Harbaugh from getting the axe. Who knows? You know, if, if <laughs> Ryan Day had hung a hundred on him. Yeah. That might have pushed Ward Manuel to uh, to do the deal, and now you know who knows. I, don't know, man. I here's the thing: I, I gotta believe that if they haven't pulled the trigger at this point, I don't know when they're gonna do it. I don't know that a momentous loss to Ohio State, where they could like, you know, they could beg injury and say, no, no, no. If we had all our players, it would have been a little bit closer. Like there are so many excuses that could have been given from Michigan that I'm, I'm sure they would have tried. And at this point, I have to believe that Michigan admin is at least, you know, partial to listening to some of them because I don't think it's possible 
to look at what Jim Harbaugh has done and look at the direction the program's in and go, okay, well, this deserves more time and effort and money on our part. So if they're at that point where they're going, okay, let's have a discussion about this. I feel like their mind's already made up. He's going to get extended. He should be fired. He should be gone. But I, it's gone on too long for me to believe that even, even if they lose to Iowa on Saturday, right? And, mm-hmm. and what I believe is a really great idea by the Big Ten and having all these matchups, even yes. if they lose to Iowa, even if it's by a lot, which I don't think is really going to happen because both of those teams really are kind of booty. But even if it does happen and it's a blowout, I just – I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to keep giving this guy money and maybe they restructure the contract and maybe that's what ultimately blows it up. Maybe it's Jim Harbaugh's ego when he's like, I'm not taking a pay cut, right? Like I'm not, right. I'm not dropping out of $6 million a year after. God forbid. Well, How well, dare you? Um, but ultimately it's just, it's just annoying and aggravating. And I don't know. I, I, I think he might stick around for another year and then see what the NFL plans on giving him. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say people it's should just be prepared dumb. for. It's dumb, and I'm tired. I don't. I hate talking about this stupid ass team. I hate them so much. It's you, you so dumb. Be prepared for uh, us all to be able to laugh here in a few weeks about Harbaugh's extension because yeah, uh, it, it, it it's going to be an extension. It may only be a one year extension. It's going to be you know, it's not going to be a seven year deal or something stupid like that. But uh, coaches just don't coach on the last year of their contract, right? So right. there's there's a school of thought that we just let the contract expire and then we they won't do that even they won't do that that dumb for recruiting and whatnot nope nope you're not gonna do it and your point about the iowa game is is uh spot on because there's nothing that you're going to see in that game that is going to change anything about the situation right like you you know what you have here right uh there is nothing there's nothing that's going to change based on the outcome of one uh, you might as well say exhibition game mm-hmm. cross division rivals quote unquote uh, cross, cross division foes we won't call them rivals that's a, that's the wrong word cross division foes like that's just not a yeah it's not a thing you're you're not going to suddenly be like oh you know they don't suck as bad as I thought nope they still do some people might say that they might see ah. they might see like incremental improvement the point is though is Rutgers that is it's... going to finish ahead of Michigan in yeah, the division that's what I'm like saying. let that sink in <laughs> people have to look at it as a larger like you cannot look at a single game in a vacuum you just can't do that you have to see it as a larger hole here and it's it's terrible it's just absolute garbage so anyway Ohio State didn't get to play Michigan sad we're not happy about it, but Ohio State is in the Big Ten championship game because da, the Big da, da, da. Ten, yeah, they finally did something that wasn't shooting themselves in the foot repeatedly and decided that their dumb rule saying you had to have six games uh, was in fact dumb. And I, so, I mean, how ready were you for uh, a statement from Kevin Warren saying, you know, our rule is this, and it's going to be. Indiana in the Big Ten title. I didn't oh. believe. I didn't think that was going to happen. Okay. I, All right. <laughs> financially, it doesn't make any sense. Obviously, in terms of talent, the best team, it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, look, if Indiana, even if Indiana had it played Ohio State somehow, and that's where Indiana was, it still wouldn't matter. I mean, if if Indiana has like a loss, I don't care who it's to, Ohio State should be in ahead of them because you. I mean, they're clearly the better team, but because you have that head-to-head loss, um, because Ohio State is obviously better than the rest of the big 10. I don't know how you can watch football games and have any dispute about that. I didn't really, I don't know. I didn't really have any concern that that was going to happen. 
And, you know, none of the rules that are being made or have been made in the past three or four months, I have not had any confidence in those somehow standing the test of time or standing the test of weeks or standing the test of, you know, whatever's financially more viable for the Big Ten Championship or the college football playoff, right? Because why would you make a financially stupid decision in one of the worst financial crises in uh, crises in uh, college football history, right? When you're dealing with fewer games, fewer eyeballs on games, you know, a week-to-week uncertainty about who's even going to play. Yeah, you're going to put in the really good team that people watch regardless. You're going to put in the team that gets the highest rated, uh, you know, viewership on new- at noon when they're playing some out-of-conference team that's going to go 0-12 or 0-14 or whatever. Um, it, Ohio State is the, the golden goose, and it would be really stupid for – the Big Ten not to get them into the appropriate games. And as long as they're winning, I mean, I don't know how you complain about that. I don't know. How, I mean, and, and Indiana's AD even was super classy about it. And yes. Said, yes. They're a good team. Hey, if, if we wanted to be there, we should have beaten them. And that's exactly the response that you're supposed to have for that. Yeah, that's right. I was really – and I've – I mean, I've had nothing bad to say about Tom Allen and the the, the program. He's, uh, you know, built upon what, what Kevin Wilson started there and has really taken it – to the next level, I think yeah. it's fair to say. Um, but hearing the AD, you know, a relatively newish um, athletic director, it said all the right things. Uh, so I was super impressed there. And, and you know, of course you're disappointed if you're the, the coach or the athletic director or any of the members of that team and it's their best finish in forever. And you're not getting the chance to go to that title game. But you know what? All you had to do was win the game. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's it. And, and we've – Ohio State's been in that – situation before right where you just say hey you know what all you had to do is win the game that's yeah. that's all it took and that's hard to do sometimes and that's the thing you know some of the thing like the Stuart mandels and some of the the, the the nattering nabobs of negativity in the national press corps um you know we're trying to make smart ass wisecracks about it that ohio state got in solely because of the money it's like well no halfwit think about it this way even if ohio state had walked into ann arbor and and just forfeited the game after the first play <laughs> and just said, nah, screw it, we're done, we'll take the L. They, uh-huh. they would have been in the Big Ten Championship even with the loss because you have the tiebreaker head-to-head over Indiana. We actually like, – Andy, we, we had we a really – about that last week, yeah? Well, it's a shame you weren't able to listen to that or respond to that because we did have a viewer question last week where someone said, okay, so assuming they're not going to cut Ohio State any slack, shouldn't Ohio State just forfeit? Michigan yeah. right now right right <laughs> and get I mean, in anyway yeah that's nobody's gonna doubt that they're not a good football team if it's just a straight up forfeit. exactly right and that's what I, I laughed about when I saw some of the people uh you know tutting oh high state's rules I'm like it's not like you know St. Jim Delaney came down off uh Mount Sinai with graven tablets that said thou shalt play six games like they yeah. made this crap up eight weeks ago yeah <laughs> on the fly like it's, it's just, not like that it was they a number somebody asked, pulled out of a hat. <laughs> right. Somebody asked Kevin Warren offhandedly about this, and he was like, uh, six games. And then that's, that's what became <laughs> that's the policy. Ex- yeah. well, I, live look in the Big Ten committee room. You right. know, that's, that's exactly what happens. I was like, yeah, we probably ought to have uh, some required. And I'm sure in the meeting, it's one of those things that sounded good at the time. Yes, we should have a minimum number of games because we don't somewhat want somebody in the title game who's only won two games. Sure. But then you get down to it, and you're like, oh. Well, who gives a crap? It's really clear at this point. And, and I think if, if it had been a different situation where 
that that tiebreaker um, wasn't there anyway. It was like you 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 mm-hmm. went through kind of the next step. Well, what if? And it was really clear that Ohio State should be in there. You know, you weren't talking about an undefeated Indiana getting you know pushed aside or a one loss Ohio State team, right? Where like maybe exactly they right. You know, an inferior team or something like that. Yeah, it was really clear that that yeah. was, that, you know, and not just because we think Ohio State is subjectively the best team, but but even based on, you know, the just any other set of criteria, you'd say Ohio State beat Indiana, you know, because that's the other team. We're, t- we're not talking about putting in Penn State or Michigan here. You're talking about, okay, it's Ohio State and Indiana. Well, boom, we know mm-hmm. how that played out on the field. Move forward. It's super sensible. So, and that's really the one sensible thing the conference has done all year. The rest of it's been a, you know, uh, a, a muck up from the get-go but this this right. was a good choice and i'm um, i'm excited you know high state's gonna play northwestern uh program i um you know like and respect you talk about guys who are classy and say the right things most of the time you know fits uh pat fitzgerald's a a fine coach and man the thing that i just love about northwestern they really got into the facilities arm race, uh, arms race big time. Uh, and <laughs> and I respect the heck out of it. It's a great school and they put their money where their mouth was when it comes to the football program. You look at their facilities. Yeah. Uh, those are as nice as any in the country, aren't they? Yeah. Their practice field. You should really, if you haven't already people listen to this, if, if you haven't looked up their, um, their practice facility, you really should. It's, it's hilarious because it's this, it really, you know, I've been to, the Woody. I've been to Ohio State's practice facilities. Ohio State doesn't have Lake Michigan to look over, and Northwestern definitely does. And so their practice field, uh, their indoor practice field, is like it's you know the regular barn kind of thing, but it's really flashy. One of the walls is just entirely glass, and you're looking out over Lake Michigan and a beach, and it's freaking amazing. So that's about as a big a flex I think you can have in the Midwest when you're like Northwestern, you know, you're dealing with like the cold, you know, Illinois winters and all that stuff. I, I just, I, I think it's pretty awesome what they've done. And, you know, they're a good football team. We'll talk a little bit more about them later, but Northwestern, you know, is not, they're 21 point underdogs for a reason. They're, they're not a team that nationally I think will make a lot of noise, but Ohio state, if they want to make a statement, for the college football playoff i think they're going to have a little bit of work to do they'll have to be firing Mm -hmm. in all cylinders because it's Mm -hmm. not one of those teams that they can just come in and and walk all over i think they'll win i'm not worried about them beating northwestern but i also think that they might have to really put in some effort and get creative to put up you know the kind of points that will make everybody go oh okay ohio state second or third seed maybe four seed whatever but they're in the college they're gonna have to really i think be on their A game to do the kind of impressive stuff that maybe people like Dabo Swinney might mm-hmm. be swayed by. <laughs> and Dabo, so, funny yeah, just to, just to quickly address our good friend Dabo, he did have a quote. He said, if I were on a committee, uh, it would be hard for me to leave off a 10-1 Texas A&M or an 11-game Florida team, which, by the way, okay, it's really hard for me to leave off a 500-game Buffalo team. Just because you played more games is not indicative of how good of a team you might actually be. And I believe he gave this quote before uh, an epic uh, shoe-related uh, loss uh, yeah. to LSU. But regardless, um, it's it, – it's it's really silly and salty, and it makes him sound like he's scared of Ohio State, which I don't think he is. But 
Yeah. But but I think if you gave him the choice, would he rather play uh, a Ryan Day coach team or Texas A&M? I, oh, yeah. He'd want, well, 100% <laughs> Texas A&M. Yeah. Not I think that to me, that to me uh, is You don't want a pissed exactly. off, motivated Ohio State team coming yeah, at you. I mean, I mean, he's clearly not scared of Ohio State. Certainly, you know, Clemson has won every time the two teams have faced yeah. off. You know, that's uh, to, to me, it's, it's not about, but it, I think Dabo is. Uh, I don't know if he's either contractually obligated or physically incapable of just keeping his bloody mouth shut. Um, Cause you know, he's kind of like those, the Twitter memes where it's like, you know, uh, you know, nobody at all blank, 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 blank. And then person says this, like, that's what I think of with Dabo. Like nobody's, oh, right. <laughs> nobody's asking the question and Dabo is very happy to answer it. You know, yeah. like that's, that's just how he is. There's something, there's been something it feels like every week this season, where he has just opened his mouth and stuck his foot in it or right. just reiterated that he's the biggest jackass in the sport. Like, I, you know, he just. And I, here's the other thing about this. This is what pisses me off about that particular quote is that I don't say, I'm not saying that A&M or Florida are like terrible, awful teams that shouldn't get a no. look. Although All even, right. I mean, at Florida at this point, right? Like they're done. But, Florida's done. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, you look at Kyle Trask and you look at some of these other guys and, and you look at the teams in general and you go, okay, these are legitimate teams, right? They can play with the top echelon of, Ohio, of, of college football. You know, Ohio State will probably have the better resume. They'll be undefeated, assuming they win the Big Ten championship game. They should get in. But we can still look at these teams and compare them and think, okay, who's going to play? Here's the other problem here that I have, though, which is that Alabama, in my opinion right now, is pretty – damn obviously the best team in college football yeah. right like is does anybody have any real doubt about that so if that's so. the case clemson which has had severe problems on defense at times this season really should not be quibbling or pretending that they should like meet out like who is going to be the the ideal opponent or the people who are most worthy to be included in the college football playoff because it's not clemson and alabama who are head and shoulders about it above everybody it's really just alabama yeah. So Clemson's down there in the muck with Ohio State, Texas A&M, Florida, because in my opinion, I put all of those teams kind of in the same echelon. And for Dabo to go like, oh, excuse me, sir, I don't believe that you're wearing appropriate <laughs> attire for the college football playoff. Shut up, dude. You're not in the position right now to be the kingmaker because you're not the king. Okay, so it, it's, it's maybe time to show just a little humility in life. I know that's hard for him, but just a little bit. I yeah, think it's, would be warranted. It's definitely not in his nature to not. Uh, have any humility. That that's for sure. The other the other thing about it is is hey, you know, I, I'd say this, coach, maybe you ought to go make sure that you win your conference before you start uh Yeah, you got Notre Dame coming up. Yeah, because you know, they handed you your hat once. Um yeah. hey, you know, you, you drop uh the second game and you're out of this conversation. Right. Wouldn't that just be funny? Yes. I you know, I'm not necessarily counting on that happening sure but but you know you got to win your games there chief like let's let's keep your eyes on the prize and i think there was just a, a an ungodly amount of digital ink spilled again among some of the nattering nabobs of the the national press corps about oh ohio state's doomsday scenario uh gosh <laughs> what happens if oh you know so we should just have this rematch of the acc and sec title games number one does anybody really want to see those two title games replayed uh no we've done that before right where we've gone in and replayed sec title games and the ratings were never never super great i, I mean i think the playoff discussion is going to be really interesting regardless of what happens you've got 
you know, just a weird set of circumstances this year. I don't know that I think A&M has a great case uh, to be no, put in. No, I don't in. think so either. You know, certainly not over Ohio State, but I don't know if there's team – I mean, I tell you, a team who – probably ought to be, um, you know, out there talking some crap. And it ain't Dabo Swinney. It's uh, our, our guy, Luke Fickle. Like, you know, <laughs> we've talked about UC off and on this season. But, I mean, there's, uh, there, there's a program that I think has an interesting discussion, uh, you know, if things get super chaotic. But, hey, guess what? They got, they got pushed down under Iowa State, a two-loss Iowa State, if I, if I recall. You know, is the Big 12 suddenly relevant again? No, not. Not really. I, <laughs> what are we even doing here, Johnny? I don't know. I don't know. It, it, you're just, it just feels like a big roulette wheel. There's one guy spinning it. It's Nick Saban, and that's fine. But, I, you know. The more things change, for, the more they stay the same. Yeah, and, and that's fine. And, and you can make the case for a lot of these teams. I just think that Ohio State, yes, you've played fewer games and whatnot. I, I can't imagine that had they played their regular season that, um, you know, the outcomes would have been too particularly different but you know a big 10 champion ohio state that's undefeated i think deserves to be in the college football playoff just yeah. as much as you know any other team that you could possibly think of because it's not i understand people don't have time to watch all the games in college football and they see records and they see stats and whatnot ohio state struggles at some parts of their you know team that they don't have a great defense in general. Um, you know, they've got good linebackers. They've got good defensive line. Their secondary absolutely needs work. And a team like Alabama might be able to exploit the hell out of it. A team like Clemson might be able to exploit the hell out of that. But on the other hand, they're also an elite, amazingly, incredibly great passing offense, which, frankly, I mean, you could make the argument that they're the most talented passing offense in the country when you take all of the players combined. So, mm -hmm. you know – Every team's going to have that, and I don't know. I just – like I said, I think it's kind of a fool's errand to figure out who's the you know best and who isn't you know, based on some future idea about what a team deserves, right? Because, like, oh, well, they didn't do X, Y, and Z. You just got to look at what they've done recently, and recently Ohio State's looked pretty darn good. So they're undefeated. If they win the Big Ten as a conference championship, you got to believe that that counts for something. I don't have any – worry or doubt in my mind that they're going to get into the college football playoff if they won on Saturday. But I also would really love the opportunity to play Clemson and, and see what results from that. So yeah, we'll too. see what happens. There's so many variables. Obviously it's, you know, there's a lot up in the air, but it should be, it should be interesting. It should be a very interesting weekend of college football for a lot of different reasons. And I'm, I'm excited too. you know, this uh, championship weekend thing. I, I do hope that one of the uh, positive lasting effects of this pandemic mucked up college football season is that the big 10 keeps this crossover shootout weekend. Oh God. Yeah. I intact. hope so too. I, Cause I think there are some cool matchups that are going to happen there. Um, you know, some interesting storylines, and it's you know another day of college football. We 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 should all celebrate that. And it's yeah. uh, you know Ohio State's going to walk in and and have a great shot at another Big Ten title. I agree with you. They win and they're in. And then it's a question of what do these other teams do to see who you know you feel pretty confident that Alabama, Notre Dame uh, are are certainly they win and went out there in. But Alabama's in regardless at this stage. I don't mm -hmm. think I don't think a loss to to Florida in the SEC title game is going to change that regardless no. um you know i guess it's interesting if uh, notre dame 
loses to Clemson in the ACC title game. You, you assume both those teams are in, and Ohio State's the fourth, I, I guess, uh, or maybe Ohio State jumps up to number two. I, who knows what, what happens there. But that seems like a pretty, like, solid top four, I guess. Now, if Clemson yeah. loses again, they're out, and then – then maybe it is A and M, or maybe it is. Hey, why aren't we talking about five win USC? You know, yeah, they're five and zero. Oh. That's a. Uh, I I feel bad for Iowa State. Honestly, you know, we were talking about Indiana earlier, mm-hmm. best season in forever, and and you know, not Matt getting, Campbell putting it together. Matt Campbell's doing the deal. I mean, they beat he's beaten <laughs> the Oklahoma one season Texas for the really? first time that ever that Iowa State's beaten both those schools in the same year the one season that they they really have a complete year and it's like no sorry Matt yeah sorry I you know that I mean it's just funny to think like you know if you're if you're a fan of the Cyclones and I have a lot of friends who are because of my my day job in agriculture and Iowa Mm -hmm. State's great great uh, land grant university uh you know i kind of feel for them because it's like they're gone you know you guys are going to go and win the big 12 title potentially here and uh, you know, in a normal year would, would conceivably have a shot, but because you, there are just too many people ahead of them in traffic. Now, Florida, you want to say Florida's going to fall behind them this week, uh, you know, and then it's okay, A&M, but you know, how, how weird would it be if Iowa State was the number five team on the outside looking in? It's just a really interesting college football season. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that I had anything brilliant to say about that other than uh, yay for the Cyclones. It's, yeah. Well, it's, I, it's I, nice I just, to see some of these teams that, you know, have been – also rands or or people yeah. that just never it's nice to see because they're in in that particular program nice people um good program and and matt campbell uh not quite john gruden status of being mentioned <laughs> for every job sure. you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> it's i guess long story short it's going to be a very fun weekend of college football which is something that we Let's haven't had a lot of yep, that's this right. fall and even when even when there's been football it's like man there's been some dire ass saturdays right like there have been some saturdays where we're like okay we'll watch ohio state and i'm taking a big old nap because i don't i don't know that i really need to watch you know like alabama just completely destroy another like arkansas by 50 i don't need to necessarily see that so there's there's going to be some really quality and interesting football games being played on saturday I want to address this. We haven't really talked about Ohio State men's basketball too much. And, you know, I not I, I think I'd be a little more enthusiastic talking about them right now had they blown out Cleveland State, as everyone kind of predicted them to. But this is still an undefeated Ohio State men's basketball team that looks pretty good in general. Now, they're missing some parts. And against Cleveland State, you know, EJ Liddell was obviously gone, and, and that impacts a lot of things. I think mm-hmm. um, Chris Holman was talking about his ability to impact, you know, when they're doing zone defense and things like that. Um, but Zed key comes in, right. Gives you 20, 20. So minutes, 10 rebounds, gets yes. the double, double 12 points. Love it. Um, you know, there were some bright spots to take from that game. I wish they would have beaten Cleveland state by more than six points, but yeah. overall I was, I, I'm, I'm happy about this team and, and how they're improving. And if they can get, you know, they can get all together within a relatively short period of time, then uh, I think this is going to be a pretty formidable team. I mean, they're top 25 right now, but this could be top 15, even top 10 if they keep going the way they're going. Yeah, I mean, you're, you you said it well. There's there are definitely some 
uh, you know, things you don't like about uh, different parts of their game. And, yeah. And, I mean, uh, they're, they're good. You know, they're good on the boards. Their, their size is going to give them trouble once they get into big 10 play regularly. When we were talking with some of the other guys earlier, they, one of the, yeah, these advanced analytics always, you know, tickle me, but Ohio state was like number 10 in the country in creating quality shots or something along yeah. these lines, you know, and it's like, Oh, wow, that's really cool. And then when you look at their, uh actual percentage of making those shots it, <laughs> it, 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 it ain't great yeah <laughs> it's, it's more like 130th or something along those lines you know so and and not for nothing i mean that's been something we've talked about for a few seasons now is you want to continue to see these guys improve at their shooting mm-hmm. uh liddell being out was certainly a big deal i mean that yeah is, you want you want you know seth towns in the lineup at some point you want liddell yep. to be able to get back and recover from his his illness and you know not covid related but we're not really sure what's going on with that dude right. so hopefully he can get back soon um yeah because you feel like the three guys who were sitting on the bench uh, that Cleveland State game in 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 town, yeah. Michi Johnson and and Liddell, like those are three potentially pretty big pieces of the puzzle. Yes. And hey, you know what? Get them, get those guys ready to roll in in Big Ten play. Uh, and and that could be, you know, that could be a big deal. Um, because of what you think they bring to the table. Certainly, we've seen what EJ brings to the table, and yes, uh, it's obviously a pretty important part of this team. But it's also, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, this is a closer game than it should have been. But, you know, there's, there are times it feels like where that's the kind of game that could have gotten away from Ohio State in, in years past. Mm-hmm. And these guys, you know, I, I, like, I like kind of the attitude of the team, I think. I like the uh, – you know, I think Holtman brings that to the table, that you're going to go and, and you're going get, to get the job done. Um, they did this last year, right, where they really ran through their non-conference schedule right. uh, and, and then were – um, you know, formidable in the conference schedule. Uh, in, in, well, they looked like world beaters before you got to the conference they schedule. Did. They, they did. Horrific so, in January. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what, because what do we have? North Carolina coming up? Who's the, there's a marquee game coming up here. Uh, oh, I got to get the schedule up here because it just slipped my. There's, well, there, I'm, I'm curious to see how they are against other. Uh, yeah. You know, that ACC Challenge game, you know, you felt pretty good after that. You did. And and here's the thing, though. I, I really do think a lot of it for them, that the, where they're going to struggle is just matchups in general. They're going to have various players, various stars. Yeah, on North Carolina. Teams, they're I, just, same day Ohio State's playing in the Big Ten title game, right? So they're, yeah, they're there you go. It's going to be a good, great good day. day for for, good day for Ohio State sports. Well, yeah, you're going to play You're going to play the title game at noon and then at 4.15 be able to watch the Buckeyes versus the there Targets. That's, I mean, that's a fun that's day. Um, but I, I just think of, you know, like Luke Garza, right? <laughs> like you're like, okay, yeah. that's, I don't, ha- I don't know what the answer is on Ohio state's roster for a guy like Garza. <laughs> I mean, I, mm. granted he's probably the best player in college basketball, but you're going to see some of that. I think you're going to see players who just are matchup nightmares for Ohio state They're They might be big. Um, they can play inside outside and in Ohio state. I just don't know has a guy who can really go toe-to-toe with someone like that. So, you know, they're missing things. They're missing, you know, they're missing kind of the mid-range shots and and things like that. Three-point shooting is still going to be – I appreciate that they're going to shoot themselves out of a slump, right? Like, they're going to keep going for it. But, uh, yeah, that's that's been pretty brutal for them. Yeah, 6-21 against uh, Cleveland State. Not not great. Cleveland State, meanwhile – I mean, Cleveland State outshot – Ohio State uh, all the way around, you know. So yeah. Ohio State was 40.4% from the field and Cleveland State was 42.9%. 
And then, like you say, from distance, uh, Ohio State was, you know, less than 29% and Cleveland mm-hmm. State was 40%. Now, they're, they're you know, disparity, the, the same number of made three-pointers um, for both teams because Cleveland State just didn't shoot that much from beyond the arc compared to the Buckeyes. But Ohio State made it up uh, with free throws. You know, Ohio State was great at the line, 73%. Yep. And Cleveland State was not even 54% from free throw. So not not super great there. The other thing I liked about that stat line, you know, five blocks and three steals. So, again, defense has been a pretty important part of this team's DNA over the years. And you're, you're, you see some of that. But, again, <laughs> quality of opponent matters. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Big Ten play coming up. Facing Purdue on the road, that should be a not insignificant game. Yeah. There's going to be a lot coming up for this basketball team that's going to tell us about who they are, I think. I, I really it's, – it's going to be a big test. And then, of course, you know, I, I think it's kind of difficult sometimes for basketball teams to reestablish themselves after kind of winter break, and they come back, and there's mm-hmm. – sometimes they're not the same team. And, and that happens a lot. It's not just like last year. It is where you've got to get back into the swing of things, and it's – it's just a weird period of time. This is going to be even weirder, right? Yeah. This year. So, you know, hopefully they can keep things going. Hopefully, as we said, they get some of those pieces back. But right now, I'm going to enjoy the fact that they're undefeated and look pretty pretty good. Not great. They'll get there, but, but look pretty good. And, you know, the Big Ten, super deep. But I, right now, even without guys on the bench that you want on the floor, I think this is still, you know, pretty – likely that this is going to be an NCAA tournament team. So agreed. They just, they just got to keep it going. They got to make sure that they stay focused and do what they've been doing. And I think they'll be fine. Um, So we want to remind you that the Dubcast is sponsored by the dry goods store at 11warriors.com drygoods.11warriors.com shirts, hats, stickers, all kinds of great stuff. Go ahead and check it out. Let's do some ask us anything. We have some very, we have some very thoughtful questions for ask us anything this week. Um, and I just want to remind you that you can send us questions to dubcast at 11 warriors.com. And I want to start here uh, with, uh, with a really good question here from Matt. So do you think the hubris of the Michigan man would allow them to consider a candidate like Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin, or another coach suitable for injecting life into what appears to be a mid-level Mac program? Not in a million years. You don't think they do that? You don't think no. they say, all right, Lane. I, ne- definitely, not, definitely not Lane. I, An old I, I might have to think twice on Sarkeesian, although, I mean, I think his escapades at USC probably disqualify him because the Michigan man yeah. can't. I mean, they just can't. They would not they abide his, his personal background, I think. Yeah, yeah. no. I, but Lane, no, no. Can you, and, and no. I, I mean, there was a time where I hoped – that you would see uh, less miles back at uh, Michigan and, you know, like, uh, Oh, it'd been great if, if we could have gotten Mike Leach in the conference, you know, maybe, Hey, maybe, maybe Mike Leach will end up at uh, Nebraska here after Scott Frost washes out, you know, and I, I just yeah. chuckled because, you know, just think of the, you talk about injecting life, you know, we have a bunch of, you know, a bunch of guys like Kirk Ferentz and Mark D'Antonio in this conference, you know, who are gonna <laughs> grumble, grumble. The magnetic grumble, personality. You know. Yeah. So like bring it, so the idea of having Lane Kiffin in the conference just tickles me to no end. And not in a million years can I see the Michigan boosters 
uh, uh, signing off on, yeah, let's bring Joey Freshwater to Ann Arbor. Ain't they hated, they hated Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, and, and, right, right. And, like, if, 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 you, if you hate Rich Rod, that, I mean, a guy who, you know, was dropping 70 points on people at w, WVU, like, if, you, yeah. if you're going to run that dude out of town, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, and, I just – not a lot of – there were definitely performance issues. You oh, know, sure. Michigan was not doing well under Rich Rod, but a lot of it was also – and if you've seen John U. Bacon's book about it, like a lot of it was just a culture personality clash and yes. a lot of arrogance on the part of Michigan in general. And, and by that, I mean both boosters, admin, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think Joey Freshwater would get a, a look at <laughs> University of Michigan. Um I don't know. I don't know where they go if Harbaugh's done. I just, I don't know. It, it hurts my brain to think about it because of how poorly they have really kind of, I don't, I guess scouting might be the right word. Just looked at coaches who thought they thought were going to lead them to the promised land and how good Ohio State really has been. I mean, granted, you've got a guaranteed home run in Urban Meyer, but evaluating a guy like Ryan Day, who had never really been a head coach, certainly not at that level, right? Um, you know, Jim Trestle taking a guy from the D3 ranks and saying, yeah, yeah you're going to be the next head coach of Ohio State, buddy. Enjoy this. Even with John Cooper, I mean, yeah, John Cooper had a record of success at Arizona State, but it wasn't like you expected this guy to be, you know, a world beater necessarily. I, I just think that Ohio State has been able to do its homework in a lot of ways and been really smart about hiring in, in, in ways that Michigan just hasn't. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who they're going after. I mean, everybody wants Matt Campbell. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but – um they you know who knows they can do the stupid thing and, and extend jim harbaugh and then this all becomes smooth so yeah. that's fun uh, <laughs> um all right so this next question is from blake in florida he says uh would you like a shot at number one alabama in the playoffs or get left out but get to play michigan in a historic beatdown where they may put 100 points on the board no nah, take the take, take the playoff i don't, I don't have to think oh yeah 100 100 times out of 100 no. take the playoff yeah I mean, if you're like, in the playoff, I'm, you already beat Michigan. I don't care if it's by one point or a hundred. That's still a good win, right? Like, well, and you, yeah, and uh, it's just in in the way I interpreted the question when you read it was that specific to this season, getting left out, but then getting to maybe do this, you know, some sort of makeup game uh, oh, yeah. with with Michigan, you know, as the alternative. And and in in either case, either this season or some future state season where I'm making a Faustian bargain of sure one or the other. No, no, I, I don't have to think about it at all. Um, end of the playoff for sure. Yeah. Agree. Always, and, and always, you know, yes, like a hundred point victory would be like, you know, whatever, but honestly there reaches a point in, in a blowout like that where the conversation becomes less about Ohio state and how awesome Ohio state is and just how crappy Michigan is. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? People wouldn't remember that for Ohio State being so badass. They'd remember it for Michigan being so incredibly pathetic that, mm -hmm. you know, Ohio State was able to do that, which is not as fun, frankly. Nope. nope. Um, by the way, second part of this, uh, Blake wants to know, on account of submarine sandwiches, would you? how would you rank the following local chains? Uh, we got Jersey Mike's, Penn Station, Subway, and <laughs> the ever-so-rare Great Escape, which I pretty much, personally, I think I've only seen it at, like, malls and stuff. I don't think I've actually seen a Great Escape out yeah. in the wild. Yeah, we're um, we're pretty fortunate at our house that we are within walking distance of. Uh, and they're on basically adjacent street corners to one another. We have a Jersey Mike's, um, a Penn Jimmy Station, John's. and a Jimmy John's. Yeah. All all just kind of at the same traffic light, uh, and I, and I like all of them. I would say if you just kind of like wound me up outside my front door and pushed me 
the one I would probably be most <laughs> likely to go into would be yeah. Jersey Mike's. And, and that's been a, a more recent thing just like in the last year or so that that's moved up pretty high in my uh, pantheon of local go-to grab, grab and go eats. Uh, I used to order because Jimmy John's really does the freaky fast delivery thing. Like they, I know they that's do. their tagline. It's legit. Um, when I lived in Reynoldsburg, it was, Oh, I don't know. It's a couple miles down the street. Um, but I would, I, you know, I work from home and, and I would, uh, you know, get on the app and I'd boom him or my order. And I, I mean, it's almost as fast as on the commercials. The dude's knocking on your door and their cookies, Jimmy John's cookies, uh, oh, they're pretty good. They are legit. Um, but, but I, but I haven't done Jimmy John's as much lately. I think I just, that, uh, big kahuna at Jersey Mike's is a legit sandwich and, mm, yeah. uh, shoot, that is I like good. it and yeah, I like it. And that's, that t- tends to be my go-to. What All right. Well, I'd say I, I really like Penn Station. I really enjoy Penn Station. Do you and get the I fries? put that in number one. Yeah. I, you know what? I like all kinds of fries and uh, th- there really aren't any bad fries for me, but I, I do enjoy the, the kind of mushy, not super great. Fries. I don't know why. Maybe I just have a, you I know, mean, with the right I threw a rod in my brain. Salt, I don't know. They taste good. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess fries and, and a, a Philly cheesesteaks type sandwich just. The first time I went there, I was like, why are there fries here? I didn't get it. It just, it didn't go, you know, like that's not... There are fries everywhere. It's fine. It's fine. I, I love fries. I do. Yeah. I probably ate more fries over the past week. It's dog nah. than I have in the last three months, but yeah, I just did. I didn't get it. The first time I went into a Penn station, I was like, I'm not sure why there are fries here. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I just like the, uh, I like the Italian. I like the other stuff they have, yeah. I like kind of the pizzas. It's, it's yeah. good. So I'm, I'm with Penn station. Uh, I'd say Jersey Mike's over Jimmy John's. I, it's it's close, but you know, shout out by the way, I've got a stu- a couple students actually who work at the same Jersey Mike's, and shout out to them for just putting up with the most insane BS on a regular basis. Right. Um. So Jersey Mike's for all the all the people out there putting in the work. Uh, Jimmy John's behind Jersey Mike's. Uh, great escape. I haven't had since I was like six. Uh, I'm with you. you know, I thought that was a mall thing. Yeah. Yeah. The town mall like hasn't had like they haven't had a great escape since I was six. So I haven't eaten great escape since I was six. And then Subway's way freaking down there. Subway's terrible. And I don't understand how they are by numbers, I guess the most successful chain, mm-hmm. uh, like in terms of franchise locations, they have more right? franchise locations than any other fast food restaurant on the planet. So good for them, but I don't really get it. You know, and the thing about Subway I'll say is when I was and and I guess this goes back to, you know, maybe it's w- what you have close by or what you grew up with or what's close at hand. We had a, a subway and it was actually owned by, um, the franchise was owned by a guy that, that was one of the uh, starting linemen on our varsity football team when I was in high school. Uh, and so it was nothing for a bunch of football players to go, you know, to the subway. And my, so my dad and I would go in there, we'd both order like a foot long meatball sub mm-hmm. and you know like just hammer the first one and you know about half the time we'd go and snag a second one it's like <laughs> we could just pack away now i couldn't do that today i don't know how dad did it then frankly yeah um but you know that i used to love 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 their meatball subs and then i guess as i got older and went out in the world and had other food from other places <laughs> i'm kind of like you know, I, I couldn't tell you the last time i willingly went into a subway it's been a long time yeah it's it's bad uh so here's the thing so matt's got a really has has a four-part question i want to save this for next week because i want to get into it and i don't want to shortchange the questions and 
apparently one of them actually comes from uh, his uh, nine-year-old son. So I, I, I want nice. to give that proper time. I do not want to shortchange those questions. Love so it. I promise we will revisit those next week. Uh, just please hang on and, and, and keep listening because we, I do want to get to those. Uh, last one here is from our good friend Alvin. And we haven't heard from Alvin in a while. Welcome back, Alvin. Missed you, brother. I'm, I miss him too, and I'm so much. I'm so glad that he's back and, and asking these questions. So he says, um, "So sorry, I've been out for some time since March with the Dubcast, as my commute is no longer a train ride, but rather 15 steps from bed to desk, and that and he's right been on. busy with a newborn." Congratulations, by the way, Alvin. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, and, and we've all been doing the work from home thing, I think, a little bit. Uh, this question is more so for me, but would appreciate insight from Andy as well. If you were in charge of our education system, given the current challenges, how would you manage it best? <laughs> so that's an easy question. Um, on me, professor. I'm, I'm ready to uh, hear the answer to this one. God. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there are so many directions I guess I could go with this. I was thinking about this question today as I was in class talking with my students and Maybe I should have asked them, actually, you know, what kind of changes, what kind of things should be made, because they see things in a way that oftentimes people don't see. Actually, I was talking to a couple of my students about something that happened at their school, and, you know, they just had no communication with their administration about it. It, it was mm-hmm. a big thing. It affected a lot of people, mm-hmm. and dead silence from admin. And they're like, what the hell? Like, you know, we claim to be this family. We're all together and all this. And the problem with a lot of this stuff is that, I think communication is really difficult, not just in education, but in any kind of large, wide-ranging thing where you've got to deal with young people, right, of lots of different ages, their parents, um, you know, federal, like local, state, federal, blah, 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 like laws that you have to pay attention to. There's so many different elements to try to like get your ducks in a row when it comes to getting anything done, right, that it, it just is so difficult to get everybody to change their behavior, to change what they were doing. And, and that doesn't even necessarily mean like with COVID, I just mean with any new idea that you're trying to put out there. So I think the best part, you know, the best thing that would have been done is to have taken this stuff seriously in, in February and March yeah. and then start trying to turn the ship then as opposed to being completely reactive in April and May, hoping things would get better in the fall and then just kind of, doing whatever and here's the thing and i'm not given any like specific policy proposals or anything like that but my belief is that if you have a plan people will forgive you for changing the plan as long as the plan is is communicated well to begin with right so if there's a plan if there's an idea about what's going on in a policy people will be okay we can change that policy as long as we trust that you've thought about it Right. Yeah, and and sure. this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Big Ten. I think a lot of the reason why there was so much consternation and people were so upset about the Big Ten basically not planning anything or doing anything is because it, if there were conversations about what was going to happen, it hadn't been communicated. So people are like, OK, well, you're clearly just flying by the seat of your pants. I personally think that in general, they should have taken um, this really seriously early i think they should have shut down schools immediately and gone super hardcore and this maybe goes for everything but just basically declared last school year a wash and said we're not going to half-ass this we're just going to like we're going to do everything we can to make sure kids have a good online experience but we are going to basically like not even entertain the idea of going hybrid going like we are we're done and we're going to take these two months and we're going to set up a plan for next school year right 
yeah. then we're going to, and we're going to put in contingencies for having to change things and whatnot. But priority one is getting kids the resources that they need to be able to do online stuff because we have no idea how long that's going to last. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a plan for coming back in a smart way that's based on metrics. And then we're going to let people know that that can change at any point in time. And, and we'll work with them to try to deal with that. Um, I, that's what I think I would have done. Yeah, so well said. Yeah. So that's, that's ask us anything for this week. It's a, you know, I can talk all day about education, but really what I want to talk about is how Ohio state is going to win the big yes. 10 championship by a trillion points. They're like I said, 21 point favorites. Andy uh, on our way out of here, what do you think? What's your score prediction for Saturday? Yeah, they, so I've been looking at this. Um, I like to go back and look and, and always just double check. Okay, what does uh, what's Bill Connolly have uh, SP plus? And we've we've kind of given the disclaimer this season that I don't know how much stock I'm putting into yeah. SP plus this season, but it would have the Buckeyes at about a seventeen and a half point favorite on on uh, neutral field. So mm. you know maybe the line's a little thick for me. But I just think that Ohio State's offense is going to be way too much for the Wildcats. I, I respect what Fitz has done on on defense. Uh, and as many questions as I have about Ohio State's defensive secondary, yeah. I don't think the Northwestern offense is going to challenge them overly much. And so I think I would um, I would be willing to take Ohio State to cover. Uh, and and maybe we'll look at it something along the lines of say a uh, a a forty nine to maybe seventeen kind of affair. Okay. Uh, I I don't know if I think it's going to be a complete shellacking on the order of fifty nine to zero, uh, but I think it will be enough that people won't have any questions about whether or not Ohio State belongs in the college football playoff. Yeah, fair enough. And and I would say I don't know that I would give Ohio State that many points, but I really Northwestern's offenses. They've got issues, <laughs> you know, they've got Peyton Ramsey, you know, the transfer and, and he's from India and he, he's got the capability of airing it out, but he's not been good this season. And in general, just not a lot of consistency from them on the offensive side of the ball. I, I think you're looking at something more like 38, like 10, maybe 38, 14, if they're lucky. I, I really don't see Northwestern putting up a lot of points and Ohio State should win comfortably. Um, but they, like I said, I, I think this is a game where they're going to have to be on their A game if they really want to put up a butt ton of points. So mm-hmm. a win, a victory to be sure, but there might be some hand wringing. <laughs> there might be a little bit, there might be a little bit of nervousness uh, depending on what happens in the other games on Saturday. So that should be very interesting. I, I'm curious to see how this all plays out. And when it does, we'll be back next week to kind of break it down and talk about it. We'll answer glorious ask us anything questions but until then i'm johnny i'm andy and we'll see you next time